And welcome into This Life Matters. You're in here with Gigi and Drew. This is Drew. And how are you doing today, Gigi? I am doing really well. I'm glad to see you. And I want to point out that we are beginning our fifth year. Five whole years. Yes. That is amazing. It's five years of doing this. Like yeah. that is... Can you believe that? That that does seem like it's just, it. Time is flying now. In the first yeah. couple of years don't really they count, but they don't really count. Well, you were not yeah. on air most of the first year. We yeah, had, there was a different co-host, and so. But now yeah. we're all together, and we want to bring people up to date about what we're going to be doing this season. Yes. So one of the number one things that we're going to do is we're going to become a lot more visual. So make sure you look for us on YouTube more often. I know we did a little bit of that last year when we were with TCC, but this year we're going to do it a little bit different. Uh, we're going to show you where we typically may record outside of being in some, you know, fancy studio or That's something. That's right. And, and also we're going to be on Instagram. We're on Instagram. Yes. And you might want to follow us. The first day we got live on Instagram, I know we had over 60 followers just that one day. Yeah. So we've got a lot of, you know, the momentum's building on that. It's This Life Matters and the number one. Yes. So I encourage you to follow us on Instagram, on YouTube, and where you hear this podcast, of course, is on, on SoundCloud. Yes. And we'll always post it to our Facebook and other things like that. So make sure you check us out uh, on our Facebook as well. As for right now, if you got a chance to uh, see any of those Instagram videos we posted last week on both our Facebook and Instagram that it was a particular uh, subject it's hurt hate uh, healing from hurt and hatred that's right yes and <clears throat> you know everybody can relate to hurt I mean even off air today we've been talking about some hurts that we've both had and things like that so you know let's think about some of those hurts and and how that relates to hatred we have a lot of hatred in our world today yeah i think the country at this point where it's reached a point where no matter where you turn someone's expressing their hatred for for different things even when individuals are uh, protesting in a positive way the response is usually hatred back mm -hmm. or there are some people who are protesting with hate um but it seems to be running rampant throughout mm -hmm. throughout our country right now. And it's kind of a it's, you know, not to get on a soapbox or anything or going around, but it seems like it has started to it started with little bitty things in politics. Mm -hmm. And now it's carried over into just the every way day, you know, day that we live and, and communicate with each other. People are There's really a, frustrated. Yes. About a lot of things. And and there's a lot of hurt out there that sometimes that turns to hatred. I guess it could be, you know, on a personal level and it also is on a larger, larger corporate level as far as society, culture. Um, I want to talk, I mean, we can think about both of those things, but when I am really thinking about the hurt that we're having, I sort of am relating that more to an individual, I yeah. guess, today. Yes, because it, as we look at things as a whole, we'll never heal as a country as a whole if we don't know individually how to heal from hatred. 
mm-hmm. you know, this expectation that we're all going to just jump on board onto this big love train. Oh, yeah. You got to have the skills to know how to do that from the get go, uh, you know, with, within yourself. If you are still mad at your uncle about something mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. um, you're going to still, you know, it's going to be even harder for you to it's going to be easier for you to harbor hate in general for bigger things. Yes. So, you know, the the hurt is a primary emotion. The hatred is kind of like anger. That's that's not a primary emotion. There has to be, first of all, some hurt, some disappointment. You know, your expectations aren't being met. Um, sadness. Um lack of respect maybe um there i mean there's many things that are those primary emotions and they're not the positive things they're more of the negative emotions yes so if we're not going to address those it turns into something else it turns into hatred anger so what this series is we've been talking about is what that's like to get stuck in yeah. that part of the hatred, in that hurt, and feeling those negative feelings, and and just getting stuck in there instead of being able to move through that. I think one of the the oddest things that we face sometimes is that it's a very addictive thing. It's a feeling, although we don't on the surface we know that it tore us up. You know, as a result, when we look back at it, we can say, okay. That wasn't good for me. That was a lot of stress. But when you're in the middle of of it, sometimes, you know, depending on where you are in your life, you find I've seen this a lot. And even when among even with myself, who had a lot of issues with with having hatred built up within me. Mm -hmm. I I, I didn't. I stayed in those thoughts. There was a level of comfort that I had Mm -hmm. where I just literally stayed thinking these negative things. And just kind of, uh, it was like an acute, it was like a cycle of just, I replayed scenarios uh-huh. opposed to letting them go. Mm-hmm. I stayed stuck in them because it at least gave me an identity of where I was because I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't want to forgive. I didn't want to move forward. And that hatred cycle felt, it was a, a certain sense of normalcy uh, it felt to it. familiar to you. Yes. Yeah. It got to feel more familiar, I guess, as time went on. Yes. And so you were stuck in that. And how that feels when we're stuck in those kind of feelings is we can't be present with yes. the the with the people we're with. We can't fully engage in the present. And when we're we're stuck, we're not doing that. And the message we're sending out is being stuck in whatever I'm stuck in is more important to me than you. Yeah. And people feel that they know that. And I think it's a common I mean, I've lost relationships because of mm-hmm. that, because people knew I was still upset about the relationship before mm-hmm. or I wasn't over that other relationship uh, that from a romantic standpoint, there's been jobs that maybe I were not, was not fully invested into thinking about past jobs or other things that may have happened before I even got to the workplace that, you know, from the night before. Mm-hmm. So it can affect us professionally. It can perfect. Uh, it can affect us on a lot of different levels if we're not careful to take steps and, and you know, and figure out how do I get beyond this? this. Do you think that it's a choice or do you think sometimes we're just in the middle of it and we we're not being mindful enough to know where we are and it doesn't 
doesn't seem like we have a choice. I think there it, it's a it's it's not as I wish I could give a, a good solid yes or no, but for me personally, I think it became a choice once the blinders of hatred was removed. So there's sometimes where you're like a racehorse almost. That's what I like to kind of where you're just going. Mm-hmm. And you don't really, you know, you're just going off of instinct. And there does, there's a time where you step back and you start really taking account. You have accountability checks. So be it through uh, a circle of people that I trust saying, hey, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Or look at what's going on right now. Or reminding me, you're not with me right now. Until I have something really pull me out of it, uh, it doesn't feel like it's a choice because I'm unaware that I'm doing it. But once my accountability, you know, shows me, hey, look, here's what you're doing wrong, then the choice comes in. And then I have to act on that, uh, whether I'm going to stay in this cycle or whether I'm going to remove myself from it. Okay. Um, You know, where we get hurt from here and there, time to time, and we can either stay there or move forward. But when I'm talking about this not being present, yeah. that is from maybe hurts of the past, but also if we're worrying about what is going yeah. to be happening in the future and that's where we're stuck, yeah. then we're also not being able to be fully engaged in the present. I think that's one of the, the bigger problems that a lot of us face that is one of the biggest stimulants of anger is control. You wanting to take mm-hmm. control over situations and you can't control the future. You don't really you we want to. You know, there's so many different things that we we try to control as far as our finances and retirement. Well, that's making plans. Yeah, that's the and we feel like yeah. we're in control, but we still don't know how that may pan out. No. And so we take those thing, you know, we take that attitude that I can take control of tomorrow uh-huh. and we try to worry about it. Uh, the things that we absolutely don't get an absolute on something that we know is going to be there. I did A, B and C, you know, uh, and so I know D is going to be there tomorrow. Some people get this idea uh, they all they think about is the what ifs. Yeah. What if this happens? What if that happens? So if we're stuck in the what ifs, we yeah. cannot be fully engaged in, in what's going on right now. And therefore, we cannot yeah. move forward either way. So we've got two things. We've got being stuck in the past, yep. not being able to move out of whatever the negative emotion was then. Or we've got the what ifs, being stuck in worrying about the future so we're not engaged in the present in that way either so in order to be able to move through we you're right we have to recognize that so i would encourage people to be a little bit more mindful about where they really are in that process yeah you definitely have to i I think yeah you you gotta set you gotta have little exercises accountability whatever you have to do to kind of set that up well i'd like for everybody to think about when you have all these negative feelings and some hurt that maybe happened in the past and you weren't able to get over it you chose not to get over it but it felt like probably you weren't able to get over it and you didn't want to let that go and i'm wondering how if you can imagine that right now how that felt to you and we talked about this on our Instagram that we did last week. Did it feel 
paralyzing? Were you did you feel paralyzed like you couldn't do anything, or was it did it feel like a heavy weight on you, or maybe you felt sad? Yeah. Um, you know, but definitely we're cut off from from the present and moving forward. So, I'd like you to you know then think about feel that really feel that. And all of us can get a situation. I've even got one. Yeah. That it's really hard for me, even though it happened years and years and years ago, it still pops up in my mind. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've really had to proactively put try to move past that. Yeah. It wasn't some horrible, horrible thing. Right. But it was to me at the time. I, you know, forgiveness is a process that we have to go through. It doesn't always come. The, oh, it you know, has. Sometimes it has to be minute by minute and day yeah, by day. Yeah, it's you a, know, it's a it process. Really and you got to take advantage of those moments to, to inch closer toward that place of forgiveness. Yeah. And think about then a time that you had a hurt, but you were able to dismiss it and how yeah. that felt. Yeah. And to me, you know, it would feel more freeing and it would feel like a weight lifted off. It is. I think, you know, for for like my realm of work, we're we're always trying to teach guys new disciplines that they didn't have in their addictive uh, lifestyles. And so as they're trying to shed old ways that, you know, you got to hold them accountable to different things. And so if they're holding a secret, it's always amazing when they come in the office and they confess that they've been doing something mm-hmm. and how they'll just the relief. You could physically mm-hmm. see the relief mm-hmm. on their face where it's like, I finally got that off my chest. Regardless of the consequences, that's one of the best places in the world to be mm-hmm. is when you say, I don't care about the consequences. I have to get this off my chest. I Absolutely. have to get this right. And in my counseling practice, people do that all the time. Yeah, They will come in and say things to me that they and they'll say i've never told anyone this i'm yeah you know it could have been 50 years ago it could have been 10 years ago some horrible things that have happened to people and they never once told anybody about it and it's been inside them and for those listening that maybe that's the case even a simple exercise of taking a piece of paper and just writing down the whole thing that happened and the paper can hold that instead of you holding it in your heart and then if you want to shred it if you want to burn it if you want to keep it somewhere i mean generally people don't want to keep those things because they're afraid somebody's going to find them yeah and so you can burn it or shred it or you know destroy it in some fashion and um, that doesn't mean it's going to go away, but just the simple act of actually writing it down on paper can feel freeing and like there's a weight lifted off. It can. So you could write this hurt down, too, that we're talking about, one yeah. of these things. And it's a freedom found in that that can be such an everlasting freedom that you can go on and, and continue to use because uh, I frequently on this show mention my abusive past. And that's a freedom because I get a chance to teach out of that experience. I get a chance to show individuals that I don't look like uh, what I've been through or who I used to be. It becomes a testimony of of faith. It it becomes a testimony of growth. And I get a chance to continue to heal Mm -hmm. and forgive myself 
and and be forgiven by others as well as forgive others who did things to me Mm -hmm. Uh, so it, it gets it gets better if you just open up and use these exercises to to write it out because it started out with me with just writing some things down mm-hmm. and stopping the lies stopping the uh hiding like that omission of truth and and moments felt like a lie sometimes like me not wanting to mm-hmm. tell people this dark secret about the myself secrets. Uh-huh. you know and so letting that go was just like mm-hmm. and now it doesn't matter it doesn't mm-hmm. matter and i'm gonna speak about it to help people and yeah. to help myself heal. Well, and I've always admired that about you, that you're able to do that and be that transparent. Because, uh, you know, sometimes I'm not that transparent, and I admire that about you. One of the things I talked about a little bit on that Instagram that we did was an experiment about, and I've used this in counseling. We use this technique sometimes in counseling. When you're stuck in something or feel paralyzed, to actually sit down and just pile up a bunch of pillows or blankets or anything that you've got that is you can pile all over you and feel how, just sit there and feel how that feels to you how claustrophobic and paralyzing and and cuts you off from what's going around outside of that and then start taking those off and see how free that feels and that would be that would represent how it is to get rid of one of these hurts or to stop worrying about something and that would help that helps you move through the process it does definitely does and then um you know sometimes we have we have strengths that we don't even identify yes and um one of my strengths that I identify with is, well, I'm a loyal person, and I have, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I call that stick to Yeah. I have, some people could call it stubborn, I guess, but I'm going to look at it in a positive way. Well, light. yeah, I mean, it could, yeah, it doesn't have to be negative necessarily. No, so if you're, if you have that stubbornness or stick to or loyalty sometimes you, you you that can be positive and negative because you can be loyal to something that's not yeah very positive for yourself but uh i think you know looking and identifying the strengths that you have whether it's you have a job you have a support system uh you have your health if you don't have your health, a strength might be that you have support in that or that you have uh, doctors that are helping you or, um, you know, there can be a lot of, uh, you have a good attitude, um, you know how to read. Um, I'm, there, yeah. like, I can find yeah. strengths in just about anybody. Yeah, and if you can't find them within yourself, that's where, you know, I, I've said it multiple times in the show, having an accountability circle recognizing that um allow other people to speak into you and tell you some of the things that you may not even see in yourself uh georgine just gave me a form of affirmation that i've heard her tell me you know i've heard her tell me that a million times but you know when it's a stressful week or if you've had a stressful time rehearing some of those uh traits are good you know Mm -hmm. um I'm transparent sometimes to a point where I think it's to my detriment. It can be to my detriment sometimes, but having someone reaffirm that, you know what, that's actually a good thing. 
it actually helps the worry dissipate, you know, like as mm-hmm. to was I too transparent? Did I, right. Am I saying too much? Am, am I doing too much mm-hmm. here? And so it eases my anxiety and allows me to use that transparency as a strength. You know, I'd like to talk a little bit about healing and what that is like. And it doesn't mean that we forget. Right. It means that we're going to be able to not be stuck somewhere and open up to the possibility of letting go of that hurt. Yeah. Letting go of worry. Letting go of whatever those negative things are in our life that keep us stuck and not being able to uh, fully be with the present and enjoy life. Yeah, we, we've got to. Yeah, you, you've got to be able to do that. I'm sorry. I, I was I was sitting there thinking to myself of a, I wanted to give an example that was too transparent so i'm I'm gonna back off of it now (laughs) you can back off of that one but i would like for you now to think about what that is like to have something that heavy on yourself yeah how that feels and then then think about what that would be like to not have that weighing you down yeah and how freeing that might be yeah yes definitely okay so when you when you know what it is that you're doing right worrying hurting staying stuck then you've got that choice to make yeah you do you definitely do definitely have to make a choice am i going to stay here yep or am i going to move through this and use this experience in some way that yeah. would be positive we always grow i mean we're always growing and we're always moving forward with our experiences in life and this is that's part of it trials and tests and different things are going to come your way what are you going to do to grow from them you know from the different things that happen how are you going to grow that's right and that's i've right. many times i've said on our show one of the things that i really want to do is figure out whatever happens to me is what am I going to do with this experience? Yeah. And sometimes I've been stuck. And now I'm not a worrier. Yeah. I now, live with a worrier. Well, you know, when you think about it, the endless possibilities of growth and the fact that you really can allow your life to matter, like you can really enjoy your life. Um, and I'm not just trying to implement the name of the show, <laughs> but you really can allow your life to matter and have so much meaning when you when you take a step to mature into saying okay what what do i need to learn here what you know like what's the what's the next step how can i grow from this those are bold leadership moves to me mm-hmm. you know in my eyes those are the things that separate us from the individuals that are just you know that are going to stay in that cycle you know the ones who are going to for those of us who are choosing victory in life mm-hmm. We're the ones who are going to say, okay, this is hard, but it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. I'm I'm not going to live with this hate. I'm not going to live with this hurt. I'm going to march through healing. I've yet to face a healing process on any level, both physical or mental, that was not painful in itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's involved. It's a part of the recipe. In order to get to that place of progress, you know, you're going to yeah. have to go through the pain. 
Absolutely. And the interesting thing about looking at all that uh, is that we're evolving all the time and we we must look at the experiences that we're going through and the hurts and the joys as well and figure out what we're going to do with those things and we have these aha moments yeah and that's good that we can get those so uh and then figure out okay how is this going how am i going to be different because of this yeah So, um, that's our show for today. It sure is. And we thank you for being with us on This Life Matters, and we'd like to invite you to engage with us on Facebook, leave comments. It's This Life Matters, of course, on Facebook, and This Life Matters 1 on SoundCloud and on Instagram, and on YouTube is... I didn't set it up. You it's this did. life matters. This one. life it's, matters. It's, one. Okay. So um, thanks for joining us this week, and we'll uh, see you next week on our podcast. And I can't even name them all on this. We'll life just matters. see you on this life matters. Yeah.